and uh, welcome everybody to the present show. So I'm Lele here as usual. Uh, and there is also, you know, the mindful part on the other side. Uh, Hello, everyone. And, hey, hey. and also and also our guest of today, that is Silvia. So uh, Silvia, um, let me show her. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Lala. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm great. I'm really looking forward to our time together now. And uh, Silvia, actually, you know, the, today uh, it's um, uh, interesting because we're going to talk about two different areas of mindfulness as well. So Silvia, Silvia is, uh, uh, she is a learning consultant, so she's in the learning area. She's training and teaching a lot of folks around uh, IBM generally, but uh, she is also a professional coach. Mm? Uh, but maybe first question for you would be, you know, you, I know that you're also practicing mindfulness uh, yes. for, uh, and you've been doing it for quite a long time. So uh, how did you discover it and uh, what it brings into you, the mindfulness as such? What, what's the benefit you find in that? Mm -hmm. So Lala, you are absolutely right. I'm practicing mindfulness for quite a long time. It's already been more than 16 years, which uh, shows that I'm not that young as I look. Uh, so it's, I started when I was actually 16, so it really is more than 16 years now. And it was my mother who brought me to, to the mindfulness. Uh, firstly, uh, why yoga exercises and yoga teachers. And uh, over these years, I was really lucky to have a great teachers about mindfulness, meditations and spiritual practices. Um, those one who, who brought these things into Slovakia mm -hmm. at that time. So uh, it became uh, kind of my life, part of who I am. So f 14 years. So it's a, it's a long journey. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Uh, and, but this is started something like what, 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 like in a way that you, uh, you were seeking for like meditation or it was just like a joke, uh, like a fun thing to do or how, how did it start as such? What was the purpose of the beginning? <laughs> well, that time, if you're asking about how it started, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, that time it was uh, because I got sick. I had an autoimmune disease and uh, my mother was looking for the best cure for me. And uh, mindfulness and meditations um, sounds like a good things to do. And uh, I'm very thankful to her because um, this changed my life. And I, I'm, I think it changed my life forever because this mindfulness and meditation practice is a kind of lifelong journey. It's not a matter of one exercise or, or, mm -hmm. or morning practice or whatever. It's, it's for a long and, oh, and as mindful Pat usually says, if you just stop going to the gym for a while, then your muscles are, you know, uh, going like flattening or you know going away. So it, it keeping you should keep going into mindful gym to you know to keep your <laughs> practice and level of you know awareness and concentration uh -huh. kind of high. Um, yeah, you're right. But during I, I will just I will just add to your uh, note that during the time as you practice really regularly you will find out that you can stay without training for some time and it will simply not disappear because it's part of who you are and how you see the world and how you react to the situations and people. So it's simply already inside you. So sometimes your muscles get weaker, uh, but if you have this kind of mindset yeah. inside you, you can be sure in whatever situation your life brings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another question. So let's say that this brought a lot of 
positive uh, in also, you know, the health perspective, right? But mm-hmm. now, let's bring back into it because I'm usually uh, always, you know, wanting to bring it into what we can do in an office environment for business, yes. for what we usually do for eight or plus hours a day. Uh, in case of Pater, 24 hours, right? From you know, he's never stopping his business, but he's always mindful about it. Uh, so, what what did it, it brought to you? Uh, also, as a learning uh, uh, facilitator in this case. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what was the benefit of of mindfulness, and what you can share with with our audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's say generally speaking. Um Maybe the biggest benefit of the mindfulness is that you become conscious about your choices, about directions, and uh, about the way how you respond in the situation. So I will say maybe the first thing which change and people will spot it might be the communication. So suddenly you don't react like, like you know, in a, in a uh, let's say, this, this uh, reactive, reactive mode, but you become more conscious, you choose your reaction, uh, you become more concentrated on what the person is saying to me. Is he really, uh, let's say, offended? Uh, or is just my misperception? What's really going on? So it was deeply, deeply about the change in, conver- uh, in communications uh, or communication as such with interaction with people. Uh, and that's also something that I'm trying to teach the other people when they come to my uh, courses, whenever, it doesn't matter if it's coaching or mindfulness or, or, or whatever, it's always about the communication. We are, uh, we are, our actions and our words and our minds, thoughts uh, represent who we are. And this mm-hmm. is where mindfulness is, is bringing the big change. So the, the the fact that we 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 pay more attention to all the information that are coming through us, and we are able to focus more. Uh, and so, and is this helping you also for uh, like studying? Like, if you have a group of um, attendants in one of your learning classes, would uh, a mindful minute before this class or? something on this kind of, you know, wave uh, of thinking that can help to, you know, perform your class or also listen more into the content that is shared to the class? Mm-hmm. I see there are two uh, answers to your mm-hmm. question. So when I'm in a position of a trainer, uh, being much more mindful uh, enables me to see what's really going on in the group. Because when you work with a people who are 10, 15 people in a group, and usually you don't know them, uh, then you have to be really, really very mindful and cautious about what's going on on the individual level and both on the group level. So having this kind of uh, high concentration level on people uh, without getting distracted from explaining the content, for example, is really highly beneficial. So, for example, let's say it's on, a, on an example from my one of my uh, classes, and uh, to be fair to all audience, it was outside IBM, it was not inside. I spotted that there was a lady who was really not going with us. Mm-hmm. She was kind of, kind of uh, um, not very satisfied with uh, with what we were talking about, and I was able to spot it, and I addressed her like, "I feel." that you are not satisfied, I will do something with that. And this simple moment changed her perception of the whole training and of myself and our relationship changed in that mm-hmm. particular second. So from a perspective of trainer, it's, it's great. It's a wonderful skill. 
and from the perspective of someone who is learning something new. It's also very important because then you can be concentrated on, on what's being said for much more longer time without being distracted. And uh, you can learn. Um, the learning is always dependent on your ability to concentrate and what you're willing to uh, invest as a participant. So this is increasing a lot. So you can, you can get much more of the education. Mm-hmm. Well, Pat, that's a question for Pat. Like we, uh, what, what, what Silvia she is saying is, uh, as mindful trainer, I, I guess it's something we never spoke in, in the present show. It's uh, connected with the feeling of compassion or uh, anything. Because, I mean, it's not only about communication, but feeling uh, how your audience is actually digesting the, the training or his feeling in that moment. It, it requires a different skill than only communication. What What is around that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to what Sylvia's saying and, and I love it. And what I want to underline is this presence that you give someone. And it's not only listening, but it's actually being there for them, right? So if you have a group of participants or you're in front of your clients or your bosses or whoever it is, giving them your full attention, right? Emotionally, physically, mentally, and all the other senses, you know, that, that we develop or that we use, it, it feels different. It just, it, it, it is different. It's hard to describe. And if the group is also very present, then, I mean, really the, the connection there and the learning and the development, it grows exponentially. So it's like other people feel that you are giving them like full attention. So you, you, you are talking with whoever from the students that is an internship to the top executive of your company in a, right. with equal attention. And that's the important thing. So exactly. you don't consider different layers and you don't like, uh, and in this case, the communication goes, goes faster. So and that's that's where the compassion comes in that you were mentioning. Okay. Um, you are also a coach, right, Silvia? Uh, so, from coaching, um, do you find also good uh, help from uh, mindful practice? Well, definitely. It's also uh, one of the core coaches' competencies is to be like coach's presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only talking from the competencies perspective, but being able to be fully there. And uh, just like Pat said, to give someone full attention, fully, f- full, full attention to, to someone in that particular moment. Sometimes it's most of the work done already because then you can you 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 listen to it on on a different level. Uh, you perceive that person on a different level. You suddenly understand what he's talking about, so you can ask him the questions which will really help him or her to move forward or to find the limiting beliefs and to find the ways how to approach uh, or how to approach to the solutions or how to overcome them. Also. Uh, when, coach, when you're coaching someone, you also need to challenge someone. But challenging the person respectfully requires that you really listen on a deep level and can articulate it on an empathic and mindful way. Uh, because mm-hmm. when you shift someone's perception of what is important in his life, it can sometimes be quite difficult for that person to even start to think about that or admit to myself that, yeah, I was wrong, maybe. Um, so mindfulness for me, it's one of my key, uh, skills and well, it's already part of myself, but I'm using it in coaching 
like all the time. I cannot imagine coaching without being fully present. So that this brings the conversation to any potential leader. I know that in a business world, leadership and coaching are really going hand hand by hand. So yes. in, if yes. you are uh, practicing mindfulness in the regular way, you also increase your capability of attention and then increases also your coping capabilities. Because yes, I love it. Better, right? yeah. so it's and you're completely right because imagine that you have six or seven coaching sessions a day yeah. and uh, with some 10 20 minutes break in between mm -hmm. them so being able to be fully present for each particular client or colleague of us uh it's it's a true gift because okay. without that i will not be able to to fully serve to all of these people uh, from morning to the evening. But thanks to the mindfulness practice and being able to, to be concentrated on what is important, it's great. <laughs> it works. But uh, maybe I, I don't, I, I would like to be you know, maybe devil advocate in this case, but there are situations, you know, I just had a fight with my wife or I just, I don't know, my kids that caused a mess at home. So I, I'm completely disturbed and I'm thinking about the many things. My boss sent me a mail and it was so angry about something like this. So there are things that are happening during your business life, hope or work-life balance, depending wherever you are. So now I have a training or I'm doing a coaching session. Uh, do you have any suggestion how I can, uh, you know, reduce all this additional disturbance and come back into my mindful state so that I can still perform as I should? <laughs> I've what heard, would you suggest? Also because it's I've time heard, for the mindful minute. Eh? <laughs> I've heard already uh, the answer in your question. Because once you are mindful in the moment, you are mm. not, not disturbed by all of, all of those things that happen to you. And also when you practice mindfulness for such a long time, you will realize that... Uh, you are not fighting with what's going with what's happening around you. Mm -hmm. You are so able to accept that okay, I had this, let's say this fight, this situation happened, I solved it the best I can. Now I'm here and now with Lala, for example, I'm pet doing uh, doing this video, and then I come back home maybe and I can do again this kind of conversation with my uh, okay, in my case not wife, <laughs> with my with my partner, for example. Uh, so this is one thing that you can be there you can be inside inside you fully present in what's going on but also you don't fight with the circumstances that are around you okay you accept them I, but i'm not saying that that you are just you know accepting okay so scream on me okay just do it and i will go you, you can choose your reaction consciously. And that's why you are so calm. Because you are not calm because you are weak. You are calm because you are strong. Because you know that in that moment, I did my best because I was there. I chose the reaction. And whether the reaction is that I will be calmly discussing the problem with my wife, or maybe I will just make a, a small storm <laughs> in my house, both of them can be conscious decisions. doesn't have to be that it's always in a, I don't know, this... Mm -hmm. Uh, thing that I usually hear from or listen from my students that okay but you know to be always calm and it doesn't mean that someone is jumping on my head no it doesn't mean you're strong you're not weak because you are there and you know how to respond to the situations okay so already already by uh, accepting whatever happens and maybe pausing stopping it and coming back later 
to deal with that, but it's not the time while I'm having a conversation or it's not the time while I'm having a coaching session already helps. And if you go on with the mindful practice, that's what I understood, you will do this easily. So you will not have additional thought coming uh, during the, I don't know, the ice cream came and I want to take the ice cream, right? So <laughs> you don't have to think about it because you, you are more, you're better able to... Um, to yeah, and, okay. and by the way, there is there is no magic behind that. It's uh, it's just how our brain uh, how our brain works, and uh, it means that until we activate or the let's say the dotted part of brain that mm -hmm. is responsible for our conscious choices, so it, it takes some seconds, uh, whereas our re reactive responses it takes just milliseconds. So this is the, this is the magic behind that. So we just need to fulfill few seconds in order to get uh, to get the concentration and to get the actions into our hands. So that's where mindfulness is really helping. Sometimes it just takes few mindful breathings, uh, breathe in and breathe out, and you are there, fully present, and you can choose your reaction. So talking about mindful breathings, I think it's time for our mindful minute. So who's going to run it today, Pat or Sylvia? Who's raising the hand for the mindful minute? Sylvia, Sylvia. I can listen, I can listen so, to Sylvia all day. It's, it's time for a mindful minute. <laughs> okay. So uh, let me invite you to the, I will say it's a basic mindfulness practice. Okay. Um, because I believe that uh, simplicity is the root of complexity. So let's start with something that is really the, the root. And it's the mindful breathing. Uh, it's the core practice for mindfulness. And it goes like this. Just sit or stand or, or whatever you do comfortably so that you don't feel any disturbance in your body. And just close your eyes if you want. If you don't want, you don't have to close your eyes. And just concentrate on your breathing. I know that I'm breathing in. And I know that I'm breathing out. To help you, you can put your hands on your belly and just, and just perceive like your belly is going up when you breathe in. And then you know that your belly is going down when you breathe out. And just concentrate on your breathing. I know that I'm breathing in. And I know that I'm breathing out. And if you do it directly to your belly, your breath has much more depth. So it's not superficial breath, it's a deeper breath. And it's having a really calm effect on your body. So I know that I'm breathing in. And I know that I'm breathing out. I invite you to practice this very, very simple, but so powerful exercise as frequently as it comes to your mind. Sometimes it's just okay to make it for 10 times. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes if you are in the office, for example. But it's very worth it to do it before each meeting, for example, before having a tough discussions, or just think 
before you say something <laughs> that uh, you may regret later. And with that, thank you so much, Silvia. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank, thank you, Mindful Pat, for, for the present show today. Uh, we are going to be here again next week at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, the last word is for you, Pat. I know that I am breathing in. I know that I am breathing out. Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye. Bye, everyone.